It's time to get in the ring and start running the ropes. What hurts most are my feelings. Eric, you... you cussed at me. Step inside as the guys talk about all the happenings going on within the WWE. I am the best wrestler in the world. TNA? Oh, I'm not trash, so I know your stuff. Wayne, E-Y, E-Y, E-Y. Okay, look. This, this is for Fred's Act. Oh. Ring of Honor. Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? In the NorCal Independent scene. We're back here again. Oh, you're back. And now live from the RTR studio in the San Francisco Bay Area. What are you wondering? Off, it's running the ropes right here on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Lots of what? Hot. I'm not getting rid of it. Are you kidding? That's great for my glaucoma. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Running the Ropes right here exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Brian Maverick Bertrand with you once again. The Mark of the Marks. Brian Maverick Bertrand joined this week by one Mr. Randy McMilliams. Randy, what's going on, bro? Doing good, doing good. Pissed off about the bus system here in El Paso, even though half of it is my fault, but still, not really yeah, too no happy license. with them. <laughs> did you hear what I said? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, uh, our bus systems are... are just as bad, so don't even trip. Uh, <laughs> I have been very busy. Of course, college started this week. Um, I wasn't able to get into one of my classes, but I'm back with KJCC. I already talked with Tony, the new station manager. Met the new advisor. Awesome people. So, uh, yeah, looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna move my show back as promised last week. I I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I caught some Ring of, or not some Ring of Honor, but, uh, TNA No Surrender, we're gonna talk about that later, uh, and then I guess right after that, what, we'll, should we cover Roth quickly and then right into the interview, I guess? Yeah, sounds like a good plan for today's show. Uh, yeah, if, uh, you haven't, if you haven't listened to last week, we will have, the Road Dog, Jesse James, right here on the show. So check it out. Keep listening. Keep keep the stream. Keep the uh, podcast going because it's really good. Um, I had a lot of. Uh, I I had a little bit of problems. What was funny was that one of my classes, two of my classes are like a, a good five six hours apart from each other. So. That's what's so that's better that I didn't have that first class. Um, real quick, what's up with TNA? Why can't I ever have a good finish? I don't know. They maybe it's not in their DNA to put good finishes. I don't know. That's not the DNA of TNA. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, Matt Morgan. I don't know. Anyway, uh, 
before we get into that, let's go ahead and uh, Crowley's not with us this week, but we're still gonna do this. And now it's time to no, it's not Chris Kelly this week. Unfortunately, I know people love him, so, uh, but I will take his job uh, for sure. First, right off the bat, uh, since last week, Jeff Hardy's been sentenced to 10 days of jail time, 30 months of probation, so he's still going to be able to work. He's just not going to be able to do any indie shows outside of Orlando for a bit. Um, looks like Matt Hardy is in with another DW, with another DWI after he just got one, which led to his firing from TNA. Um, let me re pull up this thing on here. Uh, no other details have been released so far except for the sub, except that he is scheduled for court November 30th. Hardy's been arrested on August 20th and charged with a DUI after his 2009 Corvette ran after the tree. So, this new one's gonna really hurt his, his thing now, because I guess he's going over his parents' house. Um, next on here, uh, WWE won't be sending out any press releases about this one since Raw got just destroyed in the week's ratings against uh, Monday Night Football. Of course, Monday Night Football having a double header this week, so that's good, including your 2011 Oakland Raiders winning a game. How about that? Don't remind me of that game, <laughs> especially for a Broncos fan. I <laughs> uh, only did a 2-7-2 this week. Uh, both, same for both numbers. Uh, down from 3.0. If you're into the numbers, that's about all you get. Um... There's going to be a big tribute for Edge after SmackDown, or after last week's SmackDown, rather, getting a Ric Flair-like segment after SmackDown ended yesterday in Toronto, Canada, so that's not going to be on, on the show. Oh, well. Uh, Velvet Sky is trying to get on. Whoops. <laughs> uh, Velvet Sky is trying to get into Dancing with the Stars they can't get Hulk Hogan. Huh. I wouldn't mind that. Um, in a tight dress. Yeah, that's that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be bad. That's not a bad thing. And finally this week, uh, Hogan's, Hulk Hogan's new show starts tonight on True TV. Is anyone going to watch it? I doubt um, it. By the time you're going to no, listen to Running no. the Ropes, you're probably already changing the channel. So, <laughs> there you go. And that was News of the Week this week. Brought to you by HeadlocksHeadlines.com, the official news source of Running the Ropes. I... I don't know. Uh, Matt Hardy, really, do you, do you really fucking need another DWI at this point at this point in time, you know. I mean, yeah. I guess he's still I guess he's still like mad that he uh you know what I mean, M mad that he got fired from TNA. So, I don't know. Anyway, 
let's go ahead. Let's pull up the no TNA no surrender results. Of course, TNA no surrender brought to you by Direct Auto Insurance because TNA can't get any other sponsors at the moment. <clears throat> at least they're getting paid for it. I will give them that. That's true. And Christy Hemme's paycheck can get just a little bit bigger. Um, <laughs> just a tad bit. Twenty-five thousand more. <laughs> just a little. Uh, hey, if, if hey, uh, sure beats having Taylor Wilde on the roster. Oh, uh, uh, she deserved to be on the roster. Yeah, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> as Even much though as she kind of sucked as a whip knockouts champ, but still. Well, I don't blame her though. Mike, what's going on? What's going on? You finally showed up after so much waiting. It's like the most well, anticipated segment. You know, it's not my fault. I mean, I'm here on the phone now, so, you know, I'm still waiting to get home. Fucking traffic. Uh, well, <laughs> you've never seen Highway 880 out on my neck of the woods, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, TNA No Surrender. I, I was into it. I, I liked it. What? I, I did. I'm happy. All I'm gonna say is Robert Roode. He has finally gotten his world title shot. Bis All I can say, you know, he he proved it that he can do so much, and so I'm happy. That was the match that I actually was only interested in. I wasn't interested in anything else but that. Match. What I what I noticed was outside of that, outside of the uh, uh, outside of Bobby Roode winning the Bound for Glory series. I, I I swear it's like can we possibly get one other clean finish in this show mm -hmm. that's not part of the BFG series? I mean, James Storm, dude, that would have been sweet to see. But hey, Bobby Roode, there you go. Um. Anyway, uh, TNA No Surrender basically started out with uh, everyone. Doing a moment of silence for, uh, of course, 9/11 was that same day. Um, Ten years ago today uh, on Sunday, so there you go. Um, then they brought the opening pro. Oh, Mike. Mike must have got disconnected. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Go. No, 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 I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Uh, anyway, first match on the card. Uh, Jesse Sorensen actually winning. Uh, Actually defeating Kid Cash. Good job. Uh, yeah. Next bet on the card, Bully Ray, uh, or, or sorry, James Storm is disqualified, giving giving Bully Ray an extra two points and uh, Storm down ten points, which takes him completely out of time. That was really It was awful. I, I, I liked the match. It played. I like the match, but how they finished, it, it really wasn't mine. Yeah, and then, like from then on, it's like, what the hell? Uh, it makes sense, but it's kind of, I don't know, kind of out there for some reason. Probably because a lot of people are wanting to see probably Rude Storm, even though it may or may not have been mathematically impossible. Because I know that. Uh, just well, it was kind I, of weird. that's where the booking kind of came to bit them in the ass there. Yeah, but I, I liked it how I mean I didn't want it personally as someone who would rather see beer money live on. I'm so glad they didn't do that because of the fact that it wouldn't make sense storyline wise, even though it is the BFG series, 
But I don't think they'd, they'd go that far as to put him on to like a hold on like a match against the two partners, so. Um, well, nah, never mind, I won't. Uh, nah, you'll. Because it's a bit of a spoiler if I say what I wanted to say. Right. So I won't say I don't know. it, but. I'm just saying. All I can say is we might get to see the match that we wanted to see. Probably wanted to see. Um, I think we will, but. <laughs> Next Just match on the card, Mick, uh, Winter defeats Mickey James to become the new Knockouts champion. Horrible ending. That, 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 uh, here's my thing. I'm actually kind of happy because she's in, she's done so much in women's wrestling. I'm kind of glad to be champion. Yeah, but I mean the timing of it, because she just, because Mickey James just won the title, like, that last Thursday. So it's it, it becomes a, a matter of why is it that sorry why is it that you have so much confidence in Mickey James you she may already be like six time knockouts champion but considering the timing of it it just seems a little out there but then again to each his own um, it was uh, they could have done the same match and just had winner retain. Yeah, but then again, um, TNA X Division, or sorry, TNA Tag Team match, I'm trying to find the end here, uh, Mex, what was it, oh, damn it, sorry, uh, hold on, let me start that over, uh, TNA X Division, TNA Tag Team match now, uh, Mexican America retaining over the Pope and D Brother Devon. Um, that one was interesting. It was kind of a longer match, I believe. Looks longer. This match was kind of there. It wasn't the best. I'd say it wasn't Devon's best anyway. Um, well, you you do know why the Divas the knockout match wasn't that good, right? The tag team match you said? Oh, it, uh, actually, that tag team match, I, I, I wasn't. I think they were I, trying I, I to get. I think, but I see where you're going. I think with um, the reason why the knockouts match was so bad because they wanted it done quick so they have more room for the other matches, other title matches, tag team, X division, and world. So I think that worked out for the better. Um, right. But I mean, as far as timing goes, we'll see what happens. Um, backstage segment, Mr. Anderson talks to JB. Said the asshole does what he wants, then gets his way. So there you go. Um, Samoa Joe. Oh, Samoa Joe took it on Matt Morgan. Uh, Matt Morgan defeating Samoa Joe. Great. This was an amazing match. It's about time to see Samoa Joe get in his game again. So there you go. What did you guys think of this one? He pulled a pretty good match out of Matt Morgan. Yeah. Joe might be back. Might be. I you know, I, I mean I wouldn't say he's back to his 2005-2006 run, but a great match nonetheless. Mike, uh, what did you think about it? Mike? Hmm. Oh. I'm here. 
I'm, I'm still trying to come up with, you know, the thought, you know, Matt Morgan. <sighs> it's him and Bruce. But here's my thing, though. Why is it taking him out this long to actually grow a pair and do better? Might be because he has a good opponent to work with or somebody who can carry him. That, and I think... Yeah. I, I think it's a combination of that and the fact that Matt Morgan needed someone to put him over. And they didn't, well, no one else thought they could do it right. So, maybe. I mean, you know, he, he's really good. You know, I, I got to give it to him. Matt Morgan, really, honestly, he's good. Now, the match that he did, classic. Uh, yeah, I think as far I think as far as Matt Morgan's matches go, I think this one was his more of his better ones than before. I think it was great right. how he did it. And especially working with Samoa Joe, it's like the perfect, uh, perfect fit for him as far as improving himself. So there you go. Um, semifinal match: uh, Bobby Roode defeating Gunner again. Great match by Bobby Roode uh, again. Yeah. Again, the guy he deserved it. As far as ability goes, I love Bobby Roode. <laughs> I think everyone loves Robert Roode. He, he's phenomenal. He's like he he's double R. He is, he so is to technical wrestling what AJ Styles is to the X division. The height, yeah. you know, the, the speed, the agility for it, the dexterity, the double R spinebuster—it's amazing. Yeah. He, he's got it. He's for sure got it. Um. TNA X Division match, Austin Aries defeating Brian Kendrick to become the new TNA X Division champion. Not my Austin favorite. Austin Aries is the champ? What's up? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Austin Aries, Austin Aries won that one. I was surprised, so. Um, this is an okay but match. Again, Some people realize. will say. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, you, you gotta realize ROH. You gotta remember, Austin Aries is from ROH, so you gotta expect everything that ROH does is gonna be kick ass. But Brian Kendrick, him, and Austin Aries putting them in a match, regardless, the match was also phenomenal. If no one understands how good what exhibition is actually supposed to be, then they need to watch TNA from the beginning and understand what exhibition is. They do. They they really do. And it's funny how 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 quickly they've actually went away from the X Division now finally just getting it back on there. I mean, World X Cup is an amazing example of that. So, uh next one on the card, oh. Uh but Bound for Glory's final match, finals match, which by the way, they said it was going to overtime. Really? <laughs> it's a three-hour pay-per-view, and you're saying it's going. It's, you're saying it's overtime. You don't even. Fin Not everyone finishes the pay-per-views at that at the hour. So, <laughs> fuck that. Um, they're trying to be technical. They're trying to be all technical. They're not being technical. They're being stupid. Uh, but as mentioned earlier, the winner of the BFG series is uh, Bobby Roode. Thank, thank God. I, I'm kind of glad it's over because just good match after good match after good match, especially on the, especially when they put it on the pay-per-views. 
Just amazing. And finally, the uh, triple threat match, or sorry, three-way dance match for the TNA Championship. Uh, uh, Sting, Kurt Angle, and Mr. Anderson, to which Kurt Angle retains. After a whole bunch of crap starting. You can't even say crap. It ain't even crap. It's shit. There you go. Horrible ending. I want at least a main event match to end clean. They should have put the Bounce of Glory series match as the final match of the night. I I think it would have made precedent. But I digress. Good, uh, decent show, I think. But damn it, I want more than like what? What was it? Two, three. Two or three out of six good finishes. I'm not even sure about the third one. It's like, what the hell, guys? Um, or at least one that didn't end after a run-in or whatever. You know what I mean? So. Um. Anyway, that was TNA. No, that was TNA. No surrender. Um. Let's go ahead. We'll take a quick break when we come back. We're going to talk a little, we're going to talk a bit more about the news, and we're going to go into our interview with, uh, with the one and only, the road dog, Jesse James. So stay tuned right here. We'll be back right after this. Oh, you didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, suck it! Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? Well, hello there, Velvet. (laughs) That is some good bath water, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio, Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996.
Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers Smackdown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Ropes right here exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Brian Maverick Bertrand with you once again. And with me this week, Randy McWilliams. Mike will be back with us very, very shortly. Um, I know we went kind of quick through uh, No Surrender. I did want to, I totally forgot to bring up uh, Rosita talking about her father losing her father on 9-11 10 years ago her being of course only 10 years old so she's a young girl i didn't know that um yeah she's yeah because i'm turning 20 this year so she's turning 21 this year yeah she's a year older than me so there you go um i i'm i'm not gonna like ignore what happened on 9-11 I mean, hell, we've all seen it. It's common knowledge. It was a horrible day. I remember being in high school about it and and watching it on TV pretty much most of the day. Because I ended up going home a little early that day. Because that was just scary shit. So, I mean, you know, it happens. Um, But... I was I'm I'm a little surprised that TNA actually did hold the pay per view that day. I mean, I know of course. Oh, well, we're not gonna stop just because it was all 9/11. That, but I did like how they acknowledged it. They had a moment of silence. They played America the Beautiful, and I thought that was great. Um, I know. Uh, I think. WWE did something like that too on Monday. Yes, they did with a John Cena voiceover recapping when they did the um when they did that live Thursday show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I actually liked that. I, I I was into that whole speech. I loved it. Um, I I was I was a little against the fact that John Cena did it, mainly because it's John Cena. But I liked it. Also considering he wasn't, well, he how'd I say this? He wasn't at the main roster at the time or yeah. at the show. But again, that kind of cuts your choices on who to get if you want to put that. But I think eh, regardless that it's Cena, it was the right choice w- for him to say it. You know who would have been really awesome say, saying that? Say, it was a, It would have been a better speech. Same words, no problem. JBL. Oh, that would have been awesome. 
would um yeah yeah i think that could have worked because it's because i was gonna say it's a heel but then again but then again yeah considering considering how uh i i remember watching raw the 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 very the next monday after that happened which was about six days later um JBL or Bradshaw at the time under his acolytes uh gimmick he really was emotional and I think it would have I think it would have made sense to have that same emotion put into the speech but I digress I mean you know it was good though it was really good um it did its job yeah as far as the rest of raw goes uh yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Here. I'm not. I'm not gonna cover Raw this week, mainly because of the fact I was that disappointed. It felt so wrong to me. I I saw it. I saw most of it, but yeah, there really wasn't much to cover. No, not at all. Other than um, this, and oddly enough, being a go home show. Yeah. Very. Other than the fact that CM Punk and Triple H were breaking kayfabe for the thousandth time, which I must admit, I can see where some people say that Punk's act has kind of gotten stale since um, Money in the Bank. Well, Punk's act has only gotten stale once. I mean, like, I see where you're coming from, but I believe Punk's thing started getting stale. Once they kept him in the company. The fact that he was not... The fact that he did not leave, even though he threatened to, he was really ready to leave. It was... That was it, you know? Yeah, that kind of killed it when you think about it. Now, and there's going to be people being like, oh, we were right all along. Punk should have come back uh, early. Well, you could say that, but then again... There's only so much, and I remember reading an article about it, and I had to agree with it, that there's only so much shooty-shoot stuff you can do right? until it becomes TNA level, or I shouldn't really say, in this case it'd be TNA, but in this Russo case. level would be the better term right. to describe. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I mean, it's not, all the matches on here were short. Shorter than it should have been. Um, of yeah, course, that's true. I don't remember really being a long match that whole night. The only yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know what I what to say. I mean, I'll, I'll just go through the results real quick. Uh, Morrison and Riley take uh, defeat Swagger and Ziggler. Um, don't know why they're a tag team. Uh, the Miz defeats Kofi Kingston. Jerry Lawler and Sheamus defeat uh, the the un the unpersonality duo uh, Miguel Cuddy and Otunga. Uh, John Cena or uh, Alberto Del Rio uh, runs uh, runs out of the match, basically uh, leaving leaving Rick, uh, what, what's his name Ricardo Rodriguez or Roberto Rodriguez Ricardo Ricardo. Rodriguez, yeah. 
uh, leaving him to the prey of Bret Hart's sharpshooter, having Bret Hart and John Cena win their tag team match. Old um, man submission, yay. Old man submission, yes. Um, Kelly Kelly. Actually, it would be called that. We might need to call the sharpshooter the old man submission. The old man leg lock? <laughs> The 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 senile sharpshooter is that what we should call it? <laughs> yeah, that might be a good one. The senile sharpshooter. The senile or the senile deathlock. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> there you go. That's an email question for the week. Email question for this week, which we will read live on the air. Name, give a new name for the sharpshooter when Bret Hart does it. Sting has a scorpion deathlock. Bret Hart has a sharpshooter. Give it a new name. Give it a new name for when Bret Hart does it instead of the sharpshooter. Any old man joke you could come up with. I want to hear take it. All submissions except those involving Owen because, yeah, that can go. Really no, you know what? For comedic value, let's include the ones with Owen. It's messed up. Let's include it. Email me at runningtheropes at yahoo.com. Remember, it's all one word, running the ropes. For comedic value. I'm not. Oh, and we'll name you for sure because we don't want to be blamed as the assholes that said that bad yeah. joke. <laughs> we don't want to be. We don't want to kill the messenger deal here. Um, so. <laughs> uh, anyway, Kelly Kelly defeats Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeats Randy Orton. Really? Yeah, that um, match kind of went longish. It kind of did, but that was about it. I mean, that was like the longest match of the entire night, and it it, it was a shit. It was a BS ending because of Mark Henry. So, I like I like the way Mark Henry is going with his character. I like I loved his promo from that night, saying how he was he's ready after 15 years. Of being on the mid card, the undercard, the you know all this and that and whatever, that he's finally stepping up to be a main event guy. So it was good. Um, I honestly hope. Well, I shouldn't say hope. I honestly think that Henry's going to come out with the championship Sunday night. I think so too. I think if anyone deserves it now after fi- after being in there for fifteen years without any title, I mean, with the exception of like. Two at best. Well, yeah, but the European title doesn't count. And the ECW title is kind of. The ECW title doesn't count. Yeah, those are. It's both, still a title, but it's not. Those are both paper titles, though. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it was never really legitimately held by anyone in ECW that was worth letting them hold. To be honest, Ezekiel Jackson was your last person. Come on. Uh, but anyway, and that was to get him over, which has failed as it, yes, it tends has. to do. Sadly, um, after after all the matches went were done with, uh, there was the contract signing between Triple H and CM Punk. Um, again, as Randy mentioned, just back and forth, breaking kayfabe left and right, no problem, because that's how they roll. Um. If this time they busted out the real names. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, it wasn't... To me, I don't... I don't know. 
wasn't my it wasn't the best one. It's a go home show, matches were short and that's it. I mean that's raw. That's raw now, apparently. So hey, enjoy enjoy the remerging of the rosters while you can. Um Bet you that's gonna change it when and if SmackDown does go live. Yeah, really. Um I just thought well, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Of course, this sun, this coming Sunday is Night of Champions, so who knows? At Night of Champions, it might be a little better. You never know. Um, I'm trying to look through news sites. Uh, I heard some people are telling me that Matt Hardy's arrest is being re- revealed better by police, but I. Well, I don't know if it's the same story or not. So, anyway, no, he did get arrested again this Monday? Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Um, Damn. There's only so far you can dig yourself a hole to where you. I don't even know where you go from there. You You know what it is? It's the it's the black snowball of the Hardy family. It, it's it's either Matt. Or Jeff, or both, as far as drugs are going, it's it's like the '80s all over again. You know what I mean? Like, first it was alcohol, then it was weed, then it then weed turned to cocaine, cocaine turned into heroin, heroin turned into whatever. It's a pretty f- sharp uptake there from you know? cocaine to heroin, but or I whatever. digress on that I don't statement. Know the, I don't know the the the, the narcotic food chain. <laughs> well, we could go into detail on. Well, actually, we can't because we aren't live yet on college radio. <laughs> we could go into detail, but this isn't a this isn't a show about narcotics, so I don't want you know no one to get that misconception. <laughs> oh, this wasn't. I'm quit. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, then I'm in the wrong class. <laughs> Shit. Nah, but I mean it. It's like it what's funny is that this Matt Hardy for once it has has my attention for the very first time has my attention more been towards him than Raw this week. It's crazy. I'm 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 going psychotic here. Apparently they say his speech Hardy's speech was slow and slurred, but he denied the drinking. Okay, buddy. Uh, when the officer asked Hardy to step out of the car, the car began to roll forward because Hardy didn't put it in, put it in park. The officer then yelled at Hardy to put it the put it in park, and and Hardy complied, I guess. Um, so I guess he's just charged with DWI. Uh, from what I have heard, I don't know if it's for it. sure, but then he got a. Had that I don't think he was drunk or even drinking. Now that doesn't mean he wasn't un- under under other substances, but he denied drinking, but yeah, I mean it could be something. It could be something in his system. I mean Daddy likes Papa likes his pills, you know, I mean <laughs> yeah, he, t- he 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 likes to, you know, pop a few back and you know but stun his girlfriend <laughs> here and then. Yeah. Do butt hurting to her, his words, not mine. I feel bad, and that's exactly the person I feel bad for. 
Why, and I've said this, like, what, two weeks ago. Why is Rebby Sky still giving this guy a chance? Why? She said on Twitter, I'm tired, I'm done with the lies, I'm done with this, I'm done with that. It's over. And then she puts up a picture with Matt Hardy in there. What the fuck? And then her and Beth have beef now. Uh, yeah, well, Beth. Beth, of course, being Jeff Hardy's wife. Uh, Remy, let's figure if Re- if Beth can put up with all the stuff Jeff's had, maybe I could too. Yeah, but then again, I think oh, Beth... Oh, yeah, they've been together like... I personally nine. think... I don't know Beth. I'm not claiming to know M- Mrs. Beth Hardy, but from what I've seen on the Twitter beef and all that, I could honestly say that she's a hypocrite. Honestly say. Not saying that she is, but from the way the Twitter war went down, she seemed kind of hypocritical to me. That's all I'm saying. All these Twitter wars. We need Crowley to do a report on the Twitter wars here, especially the wrestling ones. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Because there's like too many that happen that shouldn't be happening. Especially when it comes to like wrestling personalities or wrestling personalities connected to wrestlers or or personalities connected to wrestlers. Yeah. Whatever happened to having a backstage fight and then hearing about <laughs> it in the Wrestling Observer <laughs> two weeks later? Exactly. <laughs> Whatever happened to Joey Styles knocking out JBL? <laughs> <laughs> Or Paul Orndorff whooping Vader's ass <laughs> in flip-flops. Hey, I don't care. Joey Styles knocking out JBL is by far the best backstage story I've ever heard. Even if in he my had life. rings on, that's still... <laughs> even, if it was a, even if he had a baseball bat, it's Joey fucking Styles. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyways, <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to have The Road Dog, Jesse James. All of us are going to be on. We're going to interview The Road Dog, Jesse James, right here on Running the Ropes. Check it out. It's going to be great. We'll see you back here in a few minutes. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it! You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out, because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows a gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart, but... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Courtesy of Beyond the Bell, Nature Boy Ric Flair presents the Seasons of Pro Wrestling. 560 Well, what this? 560 nostalgia and want to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling and sports entertainment go beyond the bell every week on the sns radio network us here on running the ropes at the unchained wrestling network uh it is i heartbreak mike alongside you have maverick chris kelly and randy mcwilliams and tonight ladies and gentlemen we have a treat for you all we have a one-time wwe intercontinental champion a former hardcore champion five-time tag team champion two-time nwa world tag team champion a one-time WWA World Heavyweight Champion. He is considered one of the most popular superstars of the Attitude Era. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as Road Dog, Brian James. What's going on? <laughs> How are you, man? Uh, that that was quite a few accolades. I didn't really realize I was I was that good. To tell you the truth. Well, <laughs> you're the cult. You're well, see, the cult I'm... phenomenon on Ravens level for us nowadays. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> wow! Wow! After all those accolades, and then you bring Raven. Bring Raven up, yeah. How how random is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Quite honestly, I actually like Scotty though. He's a good guy. 
I love his Twitter. I love it. <laughs> anyway, so the so uh, yeah, we're we're running the ropes, guys. We're running the ropes. Tackle drop down, get it again. Hell yeah! Just uh, <laughs> so what's been going on recently? I know you. I know you guys take you and Billy both take uh, indie bookings nowadays. Is there like prominent places that you're more known at in the area, or um, you know what? No, we do. We do have been taking a lot of indie bookings together this year so far uh it's been actually really for some reason i don't know if the hall of fame induction kind of gave us a kick in the butt or, or or what but for some reason this year me and him uh we've also been sober clean and sober all this year so oh, we've stayed go. on top of our bookings and uh you know been a little clear clearer headed i guess clear eyed and so this year we've been, got a lot of bookings a lot of weekends are filled uh with new age outlaw booking so things are going good for us right now uh i will throw out this right now at the beginning to follow me and him on twitter you know he's at the real billy gun and i'm bg road dog james uh we have a good time on there especially when we're together we get on there and uh try to bury each other see who can see who can make the other one the maddest uh without punching actually throwing punches so no we've been we've been doing good man this year's been real fun for us and uh Hopefully, you know, Nash is back up there. So uh, I don't think it's too crazy. It's not crazy talk to think the New Age Outlaws might, uh, you might hit that entrance music one night on Raw. I could see that happening. And then you guys go into a feud. Because I've seen, there was like rumors of like a, a reformation of the NWO. And they're, I guess that's what they're considering. So I could see like a third or fourth or fifth DX re resurrection with the right people this time <laughs> with yeah yeah you know and and i think that would i think that would be good even if it wasn't in such a a wrestling uh you know uh billet but if we kind of just came and did some promos kind of like kevin's doing you know maybe have one match on pay-per-view or and do a couple of tvs and, and just get involved and just shake things up i think it would be fun and uh and you know of course we're not going to be able to hang with say uh Air boom, you know what I mean? We're not going to yeah. be able to hang with them in, inside the squared circle, but we could dang sure shake things up, I think, and make it interesting. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys could kick someone's ass here and there. Yeah, 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 as long as they're willing to let us kick it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're over enough, why not? So, uh, yeah. what? Speaking of speaking of like air boom and all that, what are your thoughts on the current uh, tag team division in both WWE and TNA? Um, you know, T TNA's got their one tag team that everybody uh, is gay happy about. To tell you the truth, I love them both. Uh, Beer Money, I love James Storm and Bobby Roode. I would, I would like to see. I think Bobby Roode could go a little further in singles uh, competition because I think uh, having worked with him for a while, he's really the total package. He looks great. He can speak. Uh, he, his work is literally second to none he's the he's the arn anderson of this generation yes uh and so anybody who knows anything about wrestling uh bobby has got it he's got it going on he's got the total package and so he, he could probably excel in singles competition a little more than james could but i think together they make a great tag team uh, as far as wwf i i don't think they concentrate a whole lot on the tag team situation and so therefore you see a lot of singles guys just kind of put together but you know that's how me and Billy were formed too. That's how you form a, that's how you form a tag team. And you got to take two guys and put them together. You know, and so right. 
I think Kofi is an energetic uh, athlete. You know what I mean? I think he, he brings charisma. He brings fire. And I think that Evan Bourne does stuff that just makes you your jaw hit the ground. So I don't think they're a bad team, to tell you the truth. I think they just need to establish him a little more. You know, putting the belts on them is fine and dandy. But if they don't come out there and work every week as a team, uh, they, they just never get over that, oh, they just put these two guys together because they didn't have nothing to do for them, you know, because that's, that's literally how me and Billy got together was they didn't have nothing else for us. And so we, you know, cried and moaned enough to where they finally said, oh, let's just put them together and see what happens. And uh, the rest is history. So, you know, maybe in 10, 15 years you'll be talking to Air Boom on this radio show. <laughs> maybe. You never know. <laughs> Randy yeah. got something? Yeah, I do. Um, speaking of other tag teams, are there any tag teams on the independent circuit, like, say, Ring of Honor or Chikara, PWG, or indies like that, or any indies that you've encountered around the world, say, in Canada, where, believe, that's where the other outlaw is at? <laughs> you know what? And and no, we have. I haven't met anybody that stood out to me. I haven't seen any tag teams. Now, we have worked with tag teams in a lot of different little – uh, they call them federations, you know, <laughs> little uh, little wrestling co- little local wrestling companies. We've worked with a lot of teams, but uh, but not you know. We've worked with a lot of great guys, guys that are great too. But usually, uh, what you run into in the tag team division of the independent circuit is one guy's really good and the other guy's not so good, and uh, and so <laughs> together they make a decent team. But but independently they. You know what I mean? One guy would go a lot further if he if he didn't have the other uh, anvil tying him down. You know, <laughs> so so you don't. I just don't have any teams that that come to mind when you ask me that. You know, right? <laughs> it's the Rockers' formula, all in even in the Indies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And and I'm you know I'm not just saying that uh, to be mean, but that's that's the way it's been for a long time. You know, I carried Billy. Ricky Carey. <laughs> wow, he's looking it on here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I make myself laugh sometimes, and he would he would really appreciate that too. Not, but uh, but no, but you you know if you think about it, the Rockers that you know Marty was great, but he was nothing compared to Sean, and uh, Robert Gibson was great, but he was nothing compared to Ricky Morton. Right. You know, it's just just how it goes you know what i mean you're always gonna have one guy with a ton of talent and it's hard to it's hard to compare to, to that guy right go ahead mike mike oh no i'm sorry i'm i'm you know hard break mike are you marking out <laughs> just standing there with your jaw open or what are you kidding you know with what? that you intro of course he is both <laughs> <laughs> But I do have a question. I actually do have a question. Um, when you did Feast or Fired and you had the briefcase to win the tag team championships, you know, how did it feel to be in a match with your father and win the tag team championships, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, you know what? It's, it was a huge honor. Did I cut you off too soon? No, no, you're good. Okay. Hey, uh, no, it was a huge honor, man. My, You know, I always wanted to work with my dad. I always thought, oh, man, if I'd only been born uh, 20 years earlier, I could have worked with my old man in the, in the old territories and stuff. But to, to, for him, it felt like he was coming into my world because I broke in on the, uh, 
you know, I broke in, thank God, I was blessed enough to break in when wrestling was television shows and pay-per-views, you know, and that's just how it was. And so this was one time that I felt like he was kind of stepping into my world, you know, and I, and uh, it was really cool because TNA really went all out for it. They had a uh, military, you know, a flag honor guard kind of marches to the ring there in Greenville, South Carolina, I think was the town, and so it was really cool for us, and it was uh, it was a great honor for me. And so there we, we worked with uh, Tom Coe and AJ Styles. Right. And I'm telling them, you know, I'm telling them, hey man, he's he's an older guy, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And then Tom Coe's like, hey, can you do this? And he's like, hell yeah, I can do that. And he was <laughs> getting slammed and doing all kind of crap, and I I was scared <laughs> to death to tell you the truth, but. It was an awesome thing, you know. That was that wasn't my deal. That wasn't. I didn't go to him and say, "Hey, I don't want Billy as my partner. I want my dad." That that was their plan from the, you know, for, from the get go. And so they it just have worked that out honor. really cool for me. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Hey, can you take a head scissor takedown? Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, well, that's what Tomko just scooped him right up. So can you, if I pick you up and you and slam you like a Davy Boy, like a running Davy Boy power slam, and I thought. Oh my God, man! He's sixty-five, sixty-eight years old at the <laughs> yeah. time. You know, don't do that to him. And my dad's like, "Hell yeah, I can do that." You know, he wasn't about to tell him no uh, because of his pride. You know, and I understand that. I dang sure know where he's coming from there. Uh, but yeah, he just—he was a trooper, man. He went right through with it, and I was probably the weakest link of that match. To tell you the truth, and there I was worried about him. And well, I remember that match like. For some reason, he and you're right. He took a lot of the bigger moves than you would expect him to take, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he took power moves for God's sakes. I mean, from uh, Tomko's a big, per, big guy, and he's doing these giant power moves on him, and it's just, it was amazing. Bullet Bob Armstrong is a yeah. badass. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of TNA. Yeah, he... Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, I mean, I, that's it makes it makes me kind of chuckle when you say that. But the truth of it is, in, in our business, uh, you ask around, and he was, he was a badass, and yeah. he didn't, uh, he didn't flaunt it. He didn't tell you he was a badass. He just was one. You know, and uh, he always got mad respect from from everybody. I've never heard uh, anybody buried that worked with him. You know, in that in that time frame when he was booking in Georgia and when he had his own territory down here, Continental or, or Southeastern Championship. Of course, I don't know that they would bury him to me. You know what I mean? I may not be the right audience to be burying him, but uh, they, nobody ever has. You know, I've never heard a negative word spoken about him, and so that's that's pretty cool to me. And I, I you know I take that seriously. Speaking of TNA, uh, wh what do you think of uh, Ron Killings now being a main event guy on Raw? I mean, you've—he's the one guy you've worked with outside of Billy Gunn for a while. I mean, you started out as K Quick in WWE, and then going to TNA with uh, Three Live Crew with Conan, and now uh, with uh, Ron moving on in TNA with Pac-Man Jones, and now all of a sudden he's main event. He's main eventing Raw and doing the title. What do you think of, of his sudden success? I mean, I love it. I could, you know, nobody, uh, maybe not even Ronnie, could be could be happier or uh, or more proud. And I don't think there's anybody that's more deserving than him. He's a great guy. He's a hard worker. He's a fantastic athlete, you know. And so I think uh, I think they're ten years too late in putting him putting him in a spot like that. 
but better late than never, you know. Right. And I, I just, like I said, I think I think he's he's fun to watch. You know what I mean? It's his segment is always entertaining, and uh, and so, dang man, what more could you want? You know, I I, I just love the guy, and so I couldn't be couldn't be happier for him. You, I wish you I like was the little there. Jimmy's. I wish I was up there being the agent for his matches, so I could push him further in his character development. Right. You know what I mean? I wanted to I want to direct him further in his character development. I want him to go out on a limb. You know, I don't see that a lot of their other characters out of guys they don't they don't really try to push the limit with their characters. Uh and there's only one way to know if you've gone too far and that's to go too far. And uh and I don't mean like, you know, cussing on, on live T V or nothing like that. I just mean stretching the barriers of your character and trying new crap, going out on a limb, making yourself look stupid. You know, uh, it's okay to do that. You're, you don't have to be the toughest guy out there. You know, everybody's trying to be the tough guy, and there's dang sure room for a big pussy to come over. You know what I mean? To <laughs> yeah. be out there, too. A chicken crap heel. You know, that's there's there's room for those guys. And, uh, and people are dying to see a character come out of some of these guys that walk down the ramp. I'm dying to see who these guys really are. And so it's almost like they're all scared to show me. Go ahead, Charlie. Now, I have one question. Like, of course, the biggest storyline on Raw right now is CM Punk and his whole shoot promo angle. I mean, I've seen quite a few of the older wrestlers not happy because they, because WWE are kind of breaking the fourth wall. What are your thoughts on WWE now becoming like more edgy and more cutthroat and more to the point? I mean, I, I think it's awesome, to tell you the truth. I, I'm a fan before I was a wrestler, you know, and and now I have the pleasure of being both. And uh, and I'm all for it. I think it's great. But let me let me uh, assure you that none of this stuff is a shoot. It's just closer to the truth. You know, he's if 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 he was out there really dogging people, they would not they would cut his mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not a shoot. So don't get worked into the old work shoot deal. Just enjoy the, uh, you know, the cutting edge part of it, that he is going after the truth a little bit. He's saying things that people have thought that haven't been said before. And, and that's, to me, that's awesome. Uh, you shouldn't have any walls. To me, you would sell a ton of pay-per-views if you showed the guys going over their matches in the back. You know what I mean? Uh, if you could get, if you could find that footage somewhere and put that on uh, the internet as a as a pay per view, you know, you would sell a ton of those. Uh, I mean, and then and then you see the match. Like I watch Christian and and uh, uh, Orton, Randy Orton, Christian and Randy Orton in the cage match on that live SmackDown. What a match, man! It was awesome. You yes. know, I really I was with every false finish. I was. I was sitting, I was, my daughter looked at me and said, did you really just move your head? Because I, like, I was feeling them in, the, in, my, in my chair, you know, I'm watching, I'm feeling the crap. And, uh, and, I, and I thought to myself, man, I would have loved to have been there and seen them working over this match, you know. And so I, I, think, other, I, think, I think they need to go further, uh, you know, with that fourth wall you spoke of. I think they need to tear that son of a gun down, you know. Yeah, there you go. Let I, them see it. I Everybody see. knows it's a work, right? It's not a... Uh, you know, there's there's not it's many a, secrets left in the business, so let's let's show the marketable side. Let's show what we you know. Let's see what we want to see. It's like show a JBL work shoot. I, I mean, you know, you watch, you're going to watch the match, and you're still going to get into the match. 
even if you know how they put it together and all that, and you know, uh, you know, because then you could get into, okay, well, now we're going to tell the people why we put it together like that. Now we're going to tell them why we uh, put a false finish here. And uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just dig the, the mental side of it. Not so much the physical side, and that probably has to do with my age. But uh, the mental side of it is really interesting to me, you know. Yeah, I think that's what people kind of expected when they announced Tough Enough, because didn't they? Uh, Tough Enough was meant to be kind of like a reality kind of based program. So I, w- I would kind of ex- like expect you to like see them backstage working out, like working a match, but it didn't. I mean, I I think WWE are kind of scared to kind of break that fourth wall because they're on such a pedestal. yeah yeah. It's it's never been done before. So I mean, it is it is uh, thin ice. You know what I mean to walk out onto it. But somebody's going to, like, like I did the, uh, recently I did the, the Juggalo, you know, the Insane Clown Posse, the Gathering. Right. And, uh, and the Gathering as a show was not that good of a wrestling show. But as a spectacle, if you would have taped the backstage part, there was so many huge stars from the past, from the present, you know, there was so many huge stars there that just filming them in the back would have been awesome, you know. To put them in a match and have to watch them, you know, struggle through matches because some of them are older than, you know, I think me and Billy and X-Pac and Kevin Nash had the match of the show. And we're all, you know, 45 years and older, you know, so, so some of the guys are 65, you know what I mean? And so they're really struggling to get through a decent match, but that doesn't make them any less of a great superstar, you know what I mean? And so if they would have showed the backstage you know, Doink the Clown, the original Doink the Clown, going over his match with Ken Patera. And, uh, you know, it's just awesome. If I just went down the talent roster, it was literally awesome who all was there. And uh, and I think as a wrestling show, it, it you know, it, it fell short a little bit. Uh, I know we all fall short of the glory of God, but this, this, was, this was awesome. You know what I mean? This should have been an awesome show, and it just wasn't. Because they were trying to trying to work through some wrestling matches, and the truth is, the good stuff was in the back, man. So I'm a firm believer in tearing that fourth wall down. I agree completely. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Well, now I got a question to ask. Did you go to the gathering? You went to the gathering this year, right? He just said that. yes. Well, okay. Now, did you like there? There was some tryouts down there. A friend of mine went, and. I I was told that you know it was a lot of good talent there and from your perspective people that try out is it like are you amazed because some of them are like you know it's raw talent right there or is it like you know were you impressed or were you not you know how um, well, you, I'm going to say this. I didn't see any of that take right. place. I, it must uh-huh. have been either on another day. You know, they're there for five days, Thursday through Sunday, I think it is, or four days. So I didn't see any of that. But, you know, I, I am totally impressed a lot of the times when I see these young guys try out because I just immediately I think, okay, what would I, if I was sitting in my, you know, recliner at home and, and watching television, would I leave it on this guy or would I turn it? You know what I mean? And and I see a lot of these young guys nowadays, and I go, God darn, I would watch him every every week. You know, it, it's like a Evan Bourne or a, some of those guys. You know, the TNA hadn't been any better than when they were having that uh, X Division tryout stuff uh, or whatever, you know, where they were having three-on-three three or th- three-way dances or, or, or four-way, uh, you know, fatal four-ways. And 
some of those guys were just doing incredible feats of athleticism at the risk of killing themselves, you know. And to me, that's just awesome exactly. to watch. I love it. So I see a lot of guys that I think, wow, that kid's good. And you got to you got to understand when I see them because I work in, all over the country, all over even the other countries every weekend, and I see these guys that I think, wow, that kid's good, but he'll never make it anywhere because there's only wow. a certain amount of spots, and there's a lot of young wrestlers that want to want to be there, you know. And that's that's what's fun for me now at this stage in my so-called career. Excuse me. Okay. Is uh, that's cool is I go to these things and I get the opportunity to help these guys. And whether they think I'm a piece of crap or they never liked my work to begin with or whatever, they want what I had. You know what I mean? They want to get where I was. And so if I can help them to to make their, you know, we, we have a lot in common. We both love wrestling. You know, they're there wrestling, sacrificing their body and their time and making very little money to get to work in a ring. And, and I'm there, too. You know what I mean? And, and I'm doing the same thing. So we got a lot in common. So let's start there. Then if I can give them any pointers or, or tell them anything that will help them uh, further their individual storyline as a pro wrestler, you know, then, then I'm doing something good and I'm doing something cool. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate a good wrestler. If I can critique one thing or, or tell him one thing about a promo or something to help him get a little better, then I, I feel like I'm still in the game, you know? Yeah, I, I got that. Oh, man, you know, from everything that you're telling me, in all honesty, um, I, whenever you come up to Maryland for MCW, I, I train me. I don't care. Train me because I'm <laughs> actually one of those guys that actually want to, you know, get better with everything that I want to do because yeah um, yeah no I, I mean I, if you're if you're a young independent wrestler then you want to be you want to go to the game the big show right that's what you want to do that's what it's all of about course. uh now sure it's fun to go to the little local VFW and work a show twice a year but man it ain't not that it's not what you want to do you know what I mean you want you want to be coming out of WrestleMania you know that's just how it is and uh and so you know, if I can help you get one step closer to WrestleMania, which I, 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 I don't think I can do as far as hiring you, but I think I could I could help make you your work better. You know what I mean? Uh, even if it's not physically, even if it's just mentally, I can help you with the psychology and right. stuff. So, you know, that's, that's where I feel I got something to still offer to this business. Definitely not in my physical capabilities, but, but in my mental capacity. I, I, I still could help these younger guys out a great deal you know and, and uh that's that's kind of what i really like being an agent at tna uh so that's really i'd like to do something like that again you know either either at tna or wwe it don't matter to me i just want to help oh cool well he kind of answered another question of mine if what agent uh who would you rather work for now tna or wwe <laughs> he said tna uh, you know what? I would go to I would go to either one. I would not turn a job down from either one because I, I am doing this independent wrestling and it's been good to me this year. But it's feast or famine. Sometimes you're doing really good and sometimes you got nothing. So just the stability of a of a regular paycheck from no matter who signs it would be good in my life right now. But uh, mm -hmm. you know there there are positives and negatives to each company that I would literally have to weigh out if they both called on the same day. But, you know, neither one of them's beating down my door. So if either one of them called, I would love to go be an agent for either company. Because I, TNA ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? They may not be WWE 
and they may never be WWE, but they ain't going nowhere. Uh, right. They've been around 10 years now, man. It's, people thought they be, wouldn't be around 10 months, and here we are 10 years later still talking about them, and Hogan's there, and Bischoff. And so it's, they, ain't, they ain't stopping. You know, they ain't backing up, and they ain't standing still. Uh, they're I, still marching forward. Yeah, and I've said it before. Like, they're, WWE and TNA are basically two different animals of the same breed. You know, they're, you know, they're both wrestling companies, but TNA has, has put themselves so differently out there that we that we have that alternative and I'm actually be I'm actually being a, a back into it where I'm a fan of it again with the recent of course with uh, the recent sting gimmick of the Joker and all that and the whole controversy behind that that along with some of some of the X Division guys coming back and every and everything that I've been into for that it's it's just a roller coaster with TNA and I, I think... uh, yeah, and, and you know what? Hey, even on a roller coaster, there are boring moments. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Climbing to the top of that hill is no fun, but once you start down it, it's a blast, you know. So, so yeah, it is a roller coaster ride with them. And I, I, I mean, tonight they got their show airing that was taped. It's taped, but it was taped live in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, and so it's going to be a different energy when you see the show tonight. It's going to be a different energy. I think one of their downfalls is that taping in that sound stage down in Disney every time. You know, the fans are the same fans, and they're jaded. They've been in there from, for four years now, you know. Every <laughs> time they film, they were in there. And so they got their guys they like, and they got their guys they don't like. And the fans are just it's, just, a, it's just a bad environment for a wrestling show. You know, Raw is live every week, and it's a live energy. You know, you, it's a definite energy you get from the crowd, and it shows up in your wrestling performance, you know. And so I think you'll. I think tonight's impact will be really good, and I mean I believe that you know. And but and it'll all be because of that live crowd energy. It's uh, totally different from Sound Studio at, at Backlot Disney. Right. Uh, go ahead, Randy. All right. This is an interesting question. Speaking on competition and stuff that I wanted to know. What are what were your thoughts when WCW had your brother play Buzzkill? Uh, you know that was uh, that was Russo's writing, and so I think they were just trying to use my brother in a positive light. And uh, I think he definitely deserved to be used in a positive light. If anybody knows about the business, they know what a great worker my brother Brad was. So I think they were just grasping at straws, really. And he was—it was, was kind of at his expense that that he was there and was good. And Russo didn't have anything better but to try to maybe make him a another road dog or something you know that's kind of how i felt about it I, I didn't care i wished him the best you know i wanted him to but it kind of felt like they were i don't know ripping my character off and putting it on him and, and i think it was at brad's expense you know what i mean but i don't think they had any ill intent they were just trying to use brad in a positive way because he's definitely worthy of using in that way uh i just don't you know i don't know i don't know how to comment on that because I, I love my brother and I like Vince Russo. Uh, I think it was just definitely a swing and a miss, you know. Yeah, I, I see what you're coming from there. And did you ever have any thoughts of jumping ship to uh, Atlanta at any point to world class, uh, world class, world championship wrestling? Um, you know what? No, we didn't. But I'll also say that we never uh, had that opportunity. You know what I mean? During the Monday Night Wars, we were locked into our contracts and. And we were happy with where we were at because we were just having fun, you know. And I think that's why ultimately we 
we won the Monday Night Wars was because we were literally having fun and they were trying to beat us. We didn't care if we won or not. We just wanted to put on a good show. You know, it wasn't about somebody coming out ahead. It was just about us putting on the best show we could put on, you know. And we had a lot of young, you know, Hunter was young at the time. Me and Billy were young and hungry kid. China, uh, Stone Cold at his hottest, The Rock. You know, I mean, we had a ton, a ton of stars that were young and hungry uh, about the business. And so we were having a great time and doing what we loved to do. And in the process, we kicked our butt, you know what I mean? But I, that's not to say that if, if our contracts had been up and and they offered us a ton of money or some crap like that, that we we you know we would have we would have jumped ship then it wasn't a it wasn't a join the navy uh jump to the marines kind of thing it was just a you know another wrestling company who's going to pay my light bill this month you know and so we if if the times would have been different we would have jumped ship but that you know it never even arose because we didn't have the opportunity to do anything like that well speaking of awkward opportunities what about the invasion of WCW <laughs> In while you were in WWE, and then later on the invade the attempted invasion of WWE back in what two thousand I want to say two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, I don't know when that was. So we, you know, at both times I was just having a good time, and I was getting paid by the other company to to screw around with. Now, of course, the the one when we tried to invade WCW is a lot more prominent, and uh, and a lot more people remember that us coming down the street and like a with a howitzer 155 gun that pointed at the building, you know, it was, yes. it was definitely uh, a little bigger production with a little bit uh, bigger production budget as well. So a lot of people remember that one, but bo- both times, you know, we were just literally having a good time, you know, and, uh, and, and so we saw people there both, both times that we knew that we would have loved to have just sat down and talked with and reminisced with, but we couldn't because we were trying to get good footage, you know, or whatever. So, you know, both times I had a good time. Uh, it's just the one where we invaded WCW. That's when wrestling was hot, you know, and that's what everybody will remember. The other one, I don't even know if I ever saw the footage from the other one, but I, I remember I had a really good time filming it. I remember you, know, you guys were in lawn chairs and, 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 and they looking were, they out were, they, were, they were filming their... Uh, I think it was like their Survivor Series commercial or something oh, in the yes, soundstage in the soundstage next door. And so we we ended up seeing Rey Mysterio and seeing a lot of guys that we knew, you know, and we had a good time. Uh, it just definitely wasn't as prominent as the other nation. Have you gotten in, into any contact with WCW talent during that time, or, or um, was no, that you know my brothers, but my brother. All three of my brothers worked there at the time, right? And so I did not let I did not let them know prior to, you know what I mean. But we definitely spoke afterwards and had a good laugh about it. But uh, but you know, it was it wasn't something where I was going to let the cat out of the bag. I don't think if I would have told them that they would have uh, thwarted it any in any way. I just you know that's just something we didn't do. We tell you the truth, we didn't know a whole lot about it in advance. We would just kind of show up and they'd go, hey, you guys are going to ride down to Richmond and do this thing. And, you know, and then we would just, we really didn't even know, you know, we had no strategy. We just, they just film us going and acting foolish, you know, and it was, we had a good time. And that came across on the camera was, hey, these guys are having a good time, you know, so you're welcome to have a good time with us or you can turn to the other show, you know, (laughs) whatever you want to do, man. And uh, a lot of the times they hung out with us, you know. So, 
who was driving the tank though? That's what I was wondering. It was actually a guy who uh the the from the movie lot that they rented the tank from. It was actually uh some dude. It wasn't you know, oh, okay. none of us. That's for I was sure. gonna say like uh, I, I, I saw I saw Waltman come out of the I guess it was Waltman that came out of the the little door, and for some reason my twelve year old mind thought, oh he's driving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he definitely was not. If anybody would have been driving it, it would not have been Xbox. Especially Xbox. We'd have, yeah. we'd have ran over some cars. <laughs> and maybe people. <laughs> yeah, maybe people too. So, uh, okay, go ahead. Hey, guys, man. listen, hey, guys, I, we need to wrap this up. My kids are about to get off the school bus, and so um, it's 3.30. They should be here soon. So um, I hate to cut you off like this, but maybe a couple more questions, and I need to get off of here. Sure, no problem. Uh, let's go ahead and then uh, can we get a can we get a liner from you real fast? Yeah, and yeah. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. That's fine. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, the liner goes uh, listening to running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. You can do it any way you want. Do it as Road Dog. Do it as whatever. I don't. I don't mind. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Running the ropes at the Unchained, what, is that what you said? Yeah, Unchained, Unchained Wrestling, Wrestling Network. Network, yeah. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. In three, two, it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, suck it. Awesome, awesome. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and let you go. And, uh, hey, whenever you come out to NorCal, let me know. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I really will, man. And I appreciate you guys chatting with me today. I appreciate you giving me a platform just trying to stay relevant in this uh, dog-eat-dog world of professional wrestling. Yo, definitely. I, I, I appreciate you giving us the time to do it. I, 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 I would love to get you on any time. So, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, my good goodness. Deal, man. Good Almost deal. definitely. Hit me up on Facebook. I have to BG follow you on Twitter. Or, or uh, Twitter at, at BG Road Dog James. Yo, you guys hit me up and okay. we'll do another one, man. Awesome. For sure. All right, man. We'll go ahead and let you go then. Okay. Hey, thank you, guys. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Man. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Later. And that was the Road Dog Jesse James right here on Running the Ropes. And I got to say... Very great interview. I honestly could have went another hour at least with him. It was amazing interview. Um, I did want to ask him about the uh, the stint he did in WWF back in the mid '90s with uh, Jeff Jarrett, because um, that was entertaining in itself, especially during the feud. Um, but I mean, it was great. Um, and yeah, so very soon we're going to have more interviews and this, this has definitely been one of the best interviews I've had. So, um, so I can't wait to see how more of them will turn out. We're going to schedule some more. Um, and yeah, so keep those emails coming. Uh, email me at running the ropes at yahoo.com. Um, because some of those questions that I did ask came from the mail from the mailbox so check that out um so i do read the emails so check it out running the ropes all one word at yahoo.com so check it out anyways that's going to do it for us here on running the ropes on behalf of chris kelly heartbreak mike 
Chris Ke and uh, Randy McWilliams. We will see you guys next week. And next week, I'm going to be back in the KJCC studio. So long-time listeners will, lo will love to hear that again. For you guys, it's going to be a better, better quality show and all that. So, yeah, check it out. I'll have something going on. Um, we're still going to podcast for Unchained for sure. So I'm still going to send in the podcast as soon as I get them recorded. So, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week right here on the Unchained Wrestling Network. See you later, everybody. This has been a presentation of Running the Ropes, exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network at unchained-wwe.com. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the panel and not of the network or its affiliates.